How's it going everybody? Welcome to episode number 22 of Master My Garden podcast. Now the last couple of episodes have been guest interviews and next week we will have guest interview again. Uh, but this week is a solo episode and it's covering the topic of plant food. And I suppose the question I've been asked the most over the years and even recently is what is the best fertilizer for the garden? And I suppose that really comes from people have had used fertilizers, maybe had negative results with them, or they've in some cases killed their plants with them. And they're not sure what to use because when when you look at what's on the market, there is a huge, huge choice. And so for somebody who just has a small garden or someone who's gardening in a, in a smaller way, it's very hard to know which one is suitable for, for what you're growing. So that's what I'm gonna look at in this week's episode, just a simple, overview of what the best fertilizer is in my opinion so let's get stuck in to this week's episode So the question is, what's the best fertilizer to use in the garden? And I suppose to set the tone for the question a little bit, there is a huge choice out there. So you have the, the old favorites, the, the fish blood and bone in a granular format, uh, poultry manure, which is pelleted poultry manure, really good. Then you have tomato food, which people some people seem to use on absolutely everything that they have. And then you look across and you have more specific foods like Bux's food or food for fruit trees then when you talk about indoor plants you have winter foods and summer foods and high bloom foods and growth foods and i suppose when you look at all that choice and then add in the, the the choice from different brands and so on it can be quite confusing for somebody to know what exactly is the best food for their garden now I personally am not a big fan of some of the really high nitrogen foods. There's won't name any by brand, but there's there's foods that you use and they give you really, really quick results. And on the face of it, it looks like if you use it on your hanging baskets or your window boxes or your your bedding plants or whatever, on the face of it, it looks like it's it's giving you a really great boost and that you're getting, you know, getting great results from your from your your food. But a lot of those high nitrogen foods, they, they tend to get really quick results. So you, you, you look at your, your plants and they look great for a little while. But especially in containers, they tend to kind of get burned out because they grow too fast, too quick. And you end up with a really short flowering period with, with some of those high nitrogen foods. So a lot of the, as I say, the old fashioned ones, the fish blood and bones and the poultry and the tomato, they're all very, very good. But if you were to ask me what is my number one choice as being the best fertilizer, it would be seaweed fertilizer. Now, seaweed fertilizer comes in a good few formats. So you can buy it in liquid format, in a milled format, which comes kind of like a powder. Or if you're lucky enough to live near the seaside, you can harvest your own, your own seaweed. But for me, the most simple way of doing it is liquid seaweed. It works a lot faster than the other types. 
and it's it's easier to mix and it's a lot more accessible to people so that would be my number one choice so liquid seaweed fertilizer now when you look at for any of you that look at gardeners bbc gardeners world monty don uses it anytime he's planting regularly references it he sometimes mentions comfrey his own comfrey food as well but regularly seaweed fertilizer he mentions so when when monty don is using it you know it's good um, I know commercially then as well, a huge amount of fruit growers, uh, agricultural farmers are using it. And that's not just in Ireland or the UK, that is across the world. So when you, again, when you see those guys using seaweed fertilizer, you know that there's huge benefit in it. Now for us gardeners, what the agriculture, big agricultural growers or the big fruit growers are growing is not that relevant. But the point is that it shows that it has huge benefits or else those guys wouldn't use it in the first place. So I just touch on the reasons that I think that that um, seaweed is the best for, for somebody who's trying to pick a food that, that works for them in the garden. And I suppose the reasons are multi-purpose would be the first one because you get a hell of a lot of plant foods that are called multi-purpose. But seaweed truly is multi-purpose in that it can be used at all stages of plant growth. So in other words, it's an end-to-end multi-purpose fertilizer. A lot of the other multi-purpose fertilizers actually are multi-purpose in that it can be used on most plants, but they can't be used at every stage of plant growth because sometimes they're too high in nitrogen. So for example, if you use them on maybe your seedlings or, or young cuttings, they would do harm to those they'd be they'd be too high in nitrogen and will cause them to, to to die off so for that reason seaweed is truly multi-purpose and can be used at all stages of plant growth within that then it can be used on as i say on all flowers so that includes um, flowers fruit vegetables can be used on lawns can be used on mature established trees and shrubs can be used on specimens it's also used as a compact compost activator. So if you have a compost heap that you're you're finding that it's not really getting activated, then you can you can spray seaweed on it, and the microbes in that will activate the seaweed. And it can also be used on seedlings. So I mentioned that earlier that you know it can be used on 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 the younger stages of plant growth. So it can be used on seedlings. It's also used sometimes people soak. If there's harder to germinate seeds, they, they might soak them in a seaweed solution prior to sowing them. So, as I say, it can be used at all stages, end to end, and causes no harm to any of the plants. The second main reason I would always choose it is its nutrient content. So, I mentioned earlier that some of the, the multi-purpose foods are really high in nitrogen, and while you see a quick and noticeable benefit of them really quickly the the general content nutrient content of them is not really good enough to sustain the plant growth over a long period of time so as i say you get that flush of growth the flush of flowers but then the plant kind of burns itself out a bit but with seaweed it has 60 to 70 different minerals trace elements enzymes and microbes so it has everything that a plant needs to grow especially good on the trace element part of it which again that's hugely important for plant health and it also improves the absorption of 
nutrients from the soil. So if there is nutrients already in your soil or your, or your compost, the seaweed actually allows the plant to take in the, the nutrients better. So it improves the absorption of those nutrients. So that's a huge benefit. The next big benefit of seaweed, and this is why I referenced the, the commercial growers, is that it improves the yield on fruit and veg. And that's why the commercial growers use it, or one of the main reasons why commercial growers use it, because every couple of percent of an increase in yield obviously means more money in the bank for them at the end of the year when you're talking about commercial growers. But when you break it back down to a garden, a small garden, if you can get more from your small space or your your balcony or your your single grow bed or whatever it is, if you can get more potatoes under your plant, more strawberries, well then you're getting the most out of your space and I think that's what everybody's looking for. So it improves the yield on all fruit and veg. The other thing, and again this is the re part of the reason that the commercial growers use it, is that because of the high nutrient content and particularly the trace elements in it, it improves the cells and the natural sugars in the plants. So what you end up with is you end up with better fruit, better tasting fruit, uh, more of them, but as well as that, they last longer. So when your strawberries become ripe, in a lot of cases, if you if you ha don't harvest them very very quickly, they'll go off. And of course, we've all we've all experienced the, the dreaded glut when you start to grow veg and fruit. Is that you have maybe none for a little while, and then all your crops come in together. But if you have been feeding with seaweed, you you'll get a little bit longer out of them. They'll 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 hold a little bit better. And that allows you time to either use them up or harvest them to, to freeze or store for later. So improves the yield and improves the storing ability of your fruit and veg. On the ornamental side, it also improves the yield of flowers. Now I know technically you don't you don't uh, take off the flowers and measure them or so or whatever, but what happens is you get more flowers per plant. So if again if you're talking about a hanging basket or a window box you will get more flowers per plant than you will by just using you know an ordinary food or no food at all the other thing is that huge advantage is that it improves the length of time that you will have flowers so again if you're referencing a, a hanging basket or window box while your neighbor who has used the the really high nitrogen multi-purpose food they probably had superb blast the flowers through june july but by august or the end of august their plants will start to look really tired but if you have been feeding with seaweed your flowers will continue to look good your plants will continue to be healthy right through to september october and then as i say your your plants your hanging baskets your window boxes will look way better than your neighbors so there'll be a little bit of garden envy kicking in there so that's the third reason it improves the yield of veg fruit and flowers the next thing i touched on a little bit in the last one is improves the taste so the taste of of your fruit particularly it's really really noticeable on strawberries on raspberries on any of those type fruits the the taste is so much better when you're feeding with seaweed but also things like peas potatoes again you'll have a better tasting fruit and veg the next reason 
is it strengthens the plants. And again, I've kind of touched on it a little bit by, by strengthening the cells of the plants. It, you'll often notice with plants that are fed with seaweed, they really have strong looking healthy growth. So it's a lush, lush green growth on the leaves. And they look, there's very few blemishes on it. There tends to be very few blemishes on it because the plant itself is really healthy. And generally speaking, healthy plants are less susceptible to pest disease and so on. They are less susceptible to drought and frost when you're feeding regularly with seaweed. And particularly the drought part of it, that, that comes from the fact that the nutrient content is so good in it it increases the root zone of the plant. So you get a lot more fibrous roots, a lot better quality roots. And so if a drought comes, you your plants tend to be able to withstand that a lot better. And if you haven't been using it and you happen to get, you know, whatever it is, a, a, your plants get a shock from either a green fly attack or they've got a touch of frost or they've been in it got really dry or something like that but if you haven't been using seaweed if you come along after the plant has got the shock and you use seaweed it's a really really good way of bringing them back to health so healthier plants means less susceptibility to pest disease drought and so on another great reason for using seaweed is that it's so sustainable the product itself is sustainable so what they do is they harvest the seaweed but they they don't cut it at the base so they cut it three four five inches from from the base and they take that seaweed and it goes through the process and becomes a liquid or a, or a granule or whatever the case may be but the important thing is that they're leaving behind four or five inches and that's that seaweed will regrow again so it's a totally sustainable food they're the, the kind of the four or five main reasons why i choose seaweed in terms of how often should I feed the I suppose there's no there's no set rules for this but if you have shrubs or trees or anything that you're planting out I would use seaweed basically at every watering for the first sort of six months until the plant gets established so anything that you're transplanting out whether that's veg fruit trees shrubs and again, to reference back to Monty Don on Gardener's World, anytime he plants a shrub or a tree, he douses in the seaweed, liquid seaweed, into the planting hole prior to planting it. So that's what we're, we're talking about doing here. So you're using it basically every time you water for the first six months on anything that has been newly transplanted. If you're growing on established plants so anything that's established in your garden already anytime sort of any every 10 to 14 days i would feed with that for tomatoes fruit and veg be that in a tunnel or be it outside every kind of 10 days i would use it and on things like tomatoes you can use that as a foliar spray or you can use it as a root drench whichever foliar spray tends to be quite good because it gets into the plant you know in terms of things like tomatoes it gets into the plant quite quickly and again it would strengthen the strengthen the cells of the of the leaves so it's a good way of doing it but you can do it either as a root drench or as a as a spray and then if you're using it on on lawns for example that would be probably 
every three to four weeks across the growing season. No need to do it through the winter months, but across the time when the when the lawn is actively growing. But really, with some foods, you know, if you get it wrong or you, you put on too much or you put it on too regularly, you can, as I say, you can burn out the plant. It'll grow too fast and it'll blow out. Or you might put on too much and it can actually scorch the leaves or scorch the plant. But to be honest with you, with seaweed, it's so difficult to, to get it wrong. So if you're using it roughly on on plants that are growing and established if you're using it every sort of 10 to 14 days that'll be fine but if it happens to be a little bit more or a little bit less it won't have any negative effect at all so i hope that answers the question it's as i say it's a it's a question that's so often asked and i suppose people are gardening with maybe small bits of veg small bits of flowers and they don't know what one to use and what's the best to use and how safe it is and so on but seaweed would be my number one choice and you can use it literally on any type of garden and then as you get more established as a gardener and you feel a bit more confident then you can use your seaweed all the time and then maybe add in some of the more specialist ones that that i mentioned at the start you know some of the the specific foods for the specific plant that we're talking about or for a specific stage of plant growth so number one choice seaweed that's basically it. It's a little bit shorter than normal, I suppose. It's just to give a, a quick overview of, as I say, one of the most commonly asked questions. And so the other thing I wanted to mention, just a quick up, update on Master My Garden. So the podcast, this is episode number 22. The podcast will continue to go out weekly. Uh, I had planned to launch more video content through the month of May and with COVID and so on and difficult circumstances, that hasn't happened. But the YouTube channel and there will be more video content coming because obviously a lot of the gardening tasks, a lot of the gardening jobs that people do, a lot of people, a lot of the things that people are looking for information on is more suited to video content. So the podcast will continue on a weekly basis, but over the next, um, I won't set a time on it, but over the coming months, there will be there will be more video content coming your way. And if there's anything that you would like to see in a video content or even in a podcast, definitely let me know and I'd be happy to cover it. As I said, this is this is a question that has come up regularly and you know it's good to answer the questions that people are looking for the answers for. But I think the video content will help and I'm looking forward to bringing that to you. So that's been this week's episode. As I said, a little bit shorter than normal. Back next week to the interview type and we have a few good ones coming up. So that's been this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and until the next time, happy gardening.